Millions up for grabs. Retailers closing worldwide. Salespeople losing their jobs. Online sales at an all-time high. Your route to financial freedom. Getting best sellers online. Getting a piece of the action. Learn from the top sellers. Become a top seller. Ecom leaders start now. All right, everybody. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show John Tilly, the founder of Zon Guru, which is a kind of one-stop shop, keywords, listing, optimization, kind of all-in-one Amazon software suite. Uh, welcome to the show. What's up, man? I'm glad to be on with you. And I know this ride is going to be jam-packed with a lot of energy because you bring it and, and, I, and I love it. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm ready, dude. I've got my, I got my coffee. I'm like, I got my water. I'm, I'm ready, bro. Bring it, bring it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I think, uh, we did an interview, I guess you were interviewing me briefly on, on some topics. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I figure, look, the world, the world needs energy. You know what I mean? Like, especially 2020, we got to pump up the jam. We got to get busy. We got to get to work. So anyway, um, and I know you, you have been, I mean, uh, you, you, you have done private label, you have the software, uh, you got a lot going on. So maybe you could just, uh, tell us like how you got started in this whole Amazon world. You know, I did something bad in my life and, and life said, do, do Amazon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, you know, uh, man, it's, 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 it's a journey, but I've, I've been in, uh, in advertising for, for many years. Uh, that was my previous kind of corporate gig. Mm. Um, you know, I grew up in South Africa. I'm from, from uh, Johannesburg, lived in London, uh, worked with some really big brands uh, over there. You know, like um, Gillette was one of my big brands. Mm. Uh, you know, Budweiser was, was another one, Burger King. Um, you know, these, these really big brands. And, I, and during that whole process, I, I, I transitioned from kind of, uh, you know, uh, traditional advertising into the e-commerce world. Um, and when I landed up in Los Angeles, what uh, year, what year is this? So this is, uh, the, when I landed up in Los Angeles, there was like 2006, 2007. Oh, so wow. Been, so you've been advertising prior to that, right? Prior to that. Yeah. 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 So it's been, it's been, been, been a, been a good, a good gig. Um, but you know, in 2006, I came over, um, you know, worked at, with some big brands over here as well, uh, and, and transitioned into, um, funnily enough, doing like enterprise level software as part of my division. Uh, you know, I was overseeing a team that was doing some pretty big kind of reservation software for one of, one of our big clients at the time. So I started to get into this whole world of software, uh, by no means coding at all, but just overseeing teams, uh, you know, developing you project that. management or you're doing, what were you doing? In, in I was like, a, I was like head of strategy at, at that time, you know, so right. building, the, building the team, hiring the team. What, putting, what company is this? Uh, this, this was an ad agency. It was called Phelps in Los Angeles. Um, and, and one of our big clients at the time was public storage, which, which is, you know, a blue chip clients. And we were, we were kind of developing their, their, their reservation system. Um, Anyway, you know, this was a, a great career and, and uh, I enjoyed it, but you know, this whole entrepreneurial bug was, was always there. And I was extremely frustrated um, because I, I never pulled the trigger, you know. Uh, I had all these ideas and I had this, this, this amazing, you know, kind of corporate nine to five job and it was just, it was hard to make the jump, you know. And uh, I'd always done things on the side, mostly around like event management uh, through some big, underground parties in London, you know, Oh, okay. Hide out some tunnels. Passing out flyers? What do you mean? What do you, event management? Legit, passing out flyers, you know, getting, <laughs> getting these underground parties going, getting just as wasted as everyone else. It was, it was fun times, you know? So, uh, yeah, I got, it was, I can't remember what it was called, like YouTube Productions, I think is what it was called. It was like from us to you, like a good, good kind of party. Um, Wow. Uh, vibe and uh you know i'd done a lot of that stuff but but never managed to make the leap and uh in 2014 is, is when it happened uh i ended up at a at, at vegas um at one of these one of these conventions by by complete chance and the, the the penny just dropped i was like wow you know like this is literally um an opportunity to um you know create a product-based income where you can create was that amazing color machine Amazing Cinema Machine Summit thing or no? I think it was. I think it was like ASX or something like that. And there's two pennies that dropped. One is, 
how not to teach people to create businesses on Amazon. That was very clear. It was like, this is not the way to teach people. You know, at that time it was still that like, Hey, this is easy, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, and that was definitely not. Uh, and then the second one was like, you know, this is absolutely something I can scale and grow, um, and create and, and bring my creative energy to creating private label brands on, on Amazon. Um, and, and do that while I've got a, uh, you know, I didn't have to jump ship. I could do this while I was doing my yeah. nine to five. I, that's just something I tell people all the time. Like, and, and I listened to a guy who today sold a business for a billion dollars on, uh, from a podcast, but he's like, look, just replace your income you have now do the side business and like make enough money as you're making in your day job. Like don't quit your job to go do it. And like, no. And, and that's also a Grant Cardone thing he talks about is like, don't ever like leave, don't ever lose money. Don't drop your income. Like don't do that kind of shit. Just, just, just no. So I, I agree with you fully. So you did it on the side, which is smart. That's what I did. Yeah, I did it on the side. And, and, you know, I think some of the key things which, which helped me is, is one is, is the most important thing to do that is just consistent action, right? You know, every, you know, plan out where you want to launch, how much you want to make, work out the steps. And then every week just say, Hey, I'm not going to go crazy, but I need to do this one thing. And then next week, the one thing, and all of a sudden it was six months later. And I was like, damn, I have an Amazon business, you know, and it's going and it's good. And, um, how, how much, in six months, how much did you go from like zero to six months, six months of selling? Uh, yes, zero to six, zero to, mm, it was probably about zero to eight months in selling. And, and on the eighth month, I was doing 50 K a month, you know? So it was like, Woo! I was like, Hi. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. So, you know, at that 50 K a month, um, you know, I was, I was, I was good to leave and, you know, I just, I was done corporate anyway. And I was like, you know, I could have probably stayed on a little bit, but I was like, I was ready to go. I packed my box, you know, I wasn't crying. I was smiling. Everyone else was crying. So that was good. <laughs> That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Right. I mean, I think yeah. it's great. Uh, and, and people talk about this corporate thing is like, Oh no, like you're making the man fat or you're going to like make these people rich. I'm like, like, stop. It's not a fight, dude. It's not a fight. If you can do good at your job and help someone else make money, that's a skill that you then could use for yourself. Or you just do a good job. Like people, if you're leaving, if people are sad, that's a good sign guys. Like you're supposed to do your job and, and, and you sure you're lucky. Like people that are employed are lucky to have jobs and mm -hmm. not be without a job, right? Then that's the job, let's say, of uh, the hire or the whatever, uh, the owner is creating jobs. And like, I think that people sometimes take it for granted. Like, oh no, like I, I work as long as possible. I do all this. Like, no, do a good job because you're going to need to continue to do a good job in your own business, right? If you're a good employee, then you're going to also be able to make a good owner. Like you need to do a good job all the time. So anyway, it's just the thing that you said, like people are sad you're left. That means that you obviously were doing a good job, which means then you can do a good job in your own business. You know what I mean? Like this. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got it. You've got it hands down. Uh, always, always do a good job. Or if you're not doing a good job, leave because it's not the right place for you or for, or for that, you know? So, yeah. so um, yeah. you know, that's, that's, if, if you're not doing a good job, it's probably because you're just not in the right place. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so I left, uh, and you know, through that that transition, um, you know, I was building the Amazon business. But the friend that I started that business with ended up being my my co-founder, and his name's uh, Adam Hudson. He's got a, a an education business based out of Australia, teaching people how to create proper businesses on Amazon and e-commerce. Um, and his his idea was like, hey, I'm going to go start this. Why don't you start the software to support you know my education uh, company? Um, and, and that can be a good foot in the door, but then just grow it beyond that. So I was like, cool, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And, you know, I, I was getting a lot from, from Amazon. Um, but this idea of creating a software company and bringing that talent and that skill that I'd learned into building, um, the services side of it and to build something that we needed at that time, cause you know, this is 2014 you know, there was, there wasn't much at all. I think jungle Scout had just launched the, the Chrome extension. Wow. Um, you know, we, we started building, uh, and, uh, uh, it's, you know, it's been from like, you know, crazy bad code that we bootstrapped, um, you know, that, that, that was just terrible to try and manage, um, you know, trying to get little meetups going in the back of pubs to get people to sign on to Zonguru, um, you know, just, just like real bootstrap, 
um, you know, watching to see if I could get one sign up a day, you know, that, that kind of stuff. It was, that was, that was where it started, but, um, you know, we've, we've grown over the years and, and, uh, you know, number one, we, we brought on an excellent, um, we have an excellent developer team now, um, and, and, uh, and, a CTO who's amazing. Uh, and he's a partner, Stefan, he's actually based, uh, in Eastern Europe, but, uh, we have a full team out there now. We have an amazing marketing product team, uh, and an amazing product, you know, that, that we've built over time. So I'm, I'm really proud of it. Um, and, uh, you know, I think we just, uh, we voted on sellerpoll.com as top two softwares in the space voted by Amazon sellers. So it's a really good, like feather in the cap that we've come a long way. Um, we are an all in one tool set. Um, but most important is, is we're providing value to customers and, and we're getting known for, um, our, our, the way that we find and validate niches, which, which is a, a key part, but then even bigger than that is, is how we actually do our keyword research and listing optimization using our tools to really maximize the traffic. People are getting a lot of value out of those, those two specific tools out of the 15 that we have. Right. Um, yeah, that's kind of where we at. Yeah. Right. No, that's, that's amazing. And you said, you said you are, or you aren't an all in one. We are. Yeah. You are an all in one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So good. We have, we have 15 different tools, obviously to help you at each phase of your Amazon business research, launch, you know, scaling. Um, but in terms of, you know, when I say all in one, it's like, okay, well, there's you know, yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. And I think, I mean, I think all in one, I think is a, you know, maybe not a hundred percent all in one because there's a lot of stuff. For example, like there's the ads piece, right? And so we talked about that. We have Samurai Seller, the ads, and we have the profit tracking, which I think, um, you know, we do that extremely well on the Samurai side. And yeah. we, we, you know, on our, in our company, we use Zonguru. We've actually switched over to Zonguru. Uh, we've, we've had, a, we've used a lot of different softwares for like keywords and listing optimization, things like that. We actually have switched over because I really like it for the listing optimization for the keywords. And, and not only is it good in terms of, um, uh, kind of the interface, uh, sorry, in terms of the data, but one thing I like about it, it's pretty easy to use, easy to go back to it. it it's not kind of cluttered. Um, and you know, believe it or not where, I mean, I know helium 10 is a big player in the space. I've actually probably signed up for Helium 10 probably for two months out of my entire career. I haven't been big on Helium 10. I know people who use them. And uh, when I went to you guys uh, recently, I was just trying it out. And, and I, you know, I was, I was pretty impressed with the way that you guys do the, the, the keywords and the listing optimization. So we're, we're again, switching over right now. So um, I definitely do endorse you guys. We have a product that we launched. Um, and I think I told you about it. We did the research in your tool. We launched it this, I want to say we launched it two to three months ago. Uh, if not further, and uh, yesterday the product did about a thousand one hundred dollars of profit, so uh, it's a huge deal. That's like a fantastic, amazing product. It's one of our top products now, and uh, I mean, you know, that was that was the first product we did after the switch. So I think that uh, anyway, I'm just kind of endorsing yeah. you guys, and I would like to you to go into some stuff, but uh, just letting you know. No, thanks. That's, that's really good to hear. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think. With keywords on fire um, and and our listing optimization tools, I think you will find keywords that and and opportunities that simply your competitors haven't found. You'll understand how to beat your competitors, how to target specific keywords, and how to optimize and maximize the the, the traffic that you need, and and done in an, an efficient way. Because we bring you know Helium Ten might have three or four tools you need to use. We just use one, and it, and it does it all for you. Um, and, and yeah, I think ease of use is, is really important. That kind of goes back to my advertising and, and uh, kind of web background when I used to run that. Because when we started Zonguru, I was like, no matter what, we're going to have like the best UX because we're a software company. You know, it has to be, has to be amazing. Nice. And there's a lot of stuff out there that isn't great. So that's good to hear. And um, we just did a case study as well uh, with Stefan, our, our, our CTO. And just the challenge was, hey, how can we take a flatline listing that's not doing great on sales and just use listing optimization and PPC and mm -hmm. see if we can bring that back to six figures. Um, and it's a really cool case study that we just completed. So, you know, the, the, the point I'm making on that is that there's so many ways that, that to kind of get outside traffic to, to, to generate, um, you know, to look outside of Amazon, to try and get your conversions and your sales. Right. But at the end of the day, if you really understand how to do listing optimizer, properly and PPC and you have a great product, 
you you can make that work and 100 you can just use that so so i think the advice on that is don't always when you when you're struggling don't always look beyond answer the question have i truly understood and understand how to really maximize my listing and do i truly understand how to use ppc properly and if you can answer yes to both of those fine look beyond but if you haven't really un unlocked that yep. stop there or you know? if you think you've unlocked it go <laughs> ask someone else to look at it because yeah. you haven't okay if it's not selling you have not unlocked it i mean period yeah. with with yeah. just uh your listing being on point and ads almost any product can sell we saw a lot of quote unquote, me too products. Although we don't think of them as me too, because one, our supplier is awesome. We vet them. We have the guarantees. We have like, we do a lot more things, but we have products that are, let's say a lot of them are not patented or not, let's say uh, different than others. And they're just, our listings are better. I mean, we sell sometimes two, three X, four X, five X, the competitors, sometimes probably even 10 X competitors. And it's maybe the same quote unquote product. Again, it's not the same really, uh, but it's very similar. And, um, the difference is that listing. And what I tell people all the time in person, I don't know how much I've talked about this on the podcast. So anyway, people just uh, pay attention to this. If you're having issues with sales, what you need to do is open up your listing. Just click on it, look at it, and you'll find why people aren't buying. Oh, the number one review is a one star. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, the images are terrible. Oh, wow. Look at the competition. His image is like super sexy. Yours is blurry or out of focus or just ugly or whatever. Like literally just look at it. Oh, your question answers. The first question is, hey, my product broke in a week. Can I get a warranty? And then someone says, no one answers. Like that's your top question. You go, okay. Like there's some things where if you just open it, you'll see. But I think with this tool, you take the next step, which is you of course can look at the listing, but you only see what the customer sees. But I think with Zonguru and what, uh, correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but you could actually put your listing in and then you put in like two, three, four, five competitors in, and then you're able to look at all of them at once and say, hey, what keywords do they have that we don't have? And then add, add all those in. So as I advocate all the time, open your listing and look at it. Well, Zonguru will be like, open up six listings and you can look at all of them at once. And that's kind of one of the, one of your, your, your strong points. Yeah, exactly. Cause it's, it, yeah, you want to be the best you can be, but you want to be better than the competition, right? So, so this tool at least rates the competition. You get an optimization score for each of the listings. Um, and then you can see all the keywords that you want to really target. And then, Hey, how are my competitors optimized for this? Which ones are doing a good job? Which ones are not? And if the ones that are doing a good job steal their shit, and if, and if, uh, uh, if they're not, then you know how to beat them. Right? So, uh, yeah. And, and also, um, you get another cool feature is you can actually see the back end keywords so you can see all the other competitors and what keywords they're putting in their back end or they put in so we did a software night and i saw the loophole on that i thought that that loophole had closed you can't see that anymore you can with us yeah so so uh we we know how to i mean this is the one thing with five years of development experience and working with with amazon we, we kind of know how to how to get there so um and yeah. it's not obviously like an open api you're using some kind of Secret I mean, look, the, the, the thing with Amazon is, is it's not this, it's not the, it's not this amazing, sophisticated, you know, cutting edge technology company with everything perfect, you know, like when you look at Amazon's API, it's a complete mess, you know, um, and uh, you know, you kind of have to know where to find stuff. So we figured out how to find stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you can see that. Um, yeah, and 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 you're getting yeah. it newly, right? This is not like you scraped it once and it closed, and now you have the old data. Exactly. Yeah, we 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 still get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other the other thing, just on your point there about opening up your listing, you know, one of the best things you can do if you're scratching your head on why you're not getting conversions is you're you're it's kind of that forest from the trees syndrome, right? You're looking at your listing, you think everyone understands exactly how to use your product and stuff. Get a friend send them an email, give them the, the use case and put them in the mindset of saying, Hey, you are buying, you know, this pull up bar, you know, my pull up bar to put up in your house, go through the exact exercise of if you had to put this in, where would you put it? How would you put it? Where would you hang it? And then look at my product and see if it answers all your questions, because I guarantee you there's questions there that might be the difference between someone buying your product or not buying it mm -hmm. that you haven't answered in your listing that could completely change your conversion rate. For example, what is the distance between the 
the screws or something like that on the, on the, on the, on the, you know, a simple listing with dimensions or an image with dimensions, but having the right dimensions that people actually need to know to be able to put it up. If those are missing, no matter how much they like your product, they're not going to buy it, you know? So, so do that exercise, get someone to go through the process of buying your product and saying, Hey, where are the holes? What am I not answering that would make you not buy this product? Um, and usually that helps massively on conversion rate. No, I, I agree with you. That's a, that's a, that's fantastic, fantastic advice. And I'll tell you uh, our first product that we launched, I remember back, this is 2015 when, first of all, it was totally okay to just give away your product to like, and get a review. That was like kosher back 2015. Uh, but anyway, I remember I was going to friends of mine and I was showing them the picture on Amazon and I was like, Hey, you know, could you buy this for me? You know what I mean? And, and leave me a review, which again was totally legit at that time. Anyway. And so, um, I remember this one specific incident that this person was like, no, I don't want it. I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? You don't want it. It's free. Like, what are you talking about? And it ended up that there was a specific uh, concern with the product because they said that this material type, right, it was going to break on this product. And I was like, no, it's not made out whatever. Like, it's not plastic. Like, the thing is super heavy duty metal. She's like, oh, okay, I'll get it. And so at that point, I go, oh, I changed the image, like made it a little more shiny. And I put like the word metal like at the very beginning of the, of the title and the sales like took off. And so uh, just talking to people, there's another instance. And again, I'm just talking about this just to reiterate guys, like do what this guy's saying, go and show it to a friend, go, Hey, go through the checkout process. Go like, what are your questions? Why would you buy it? Why wouldn't you buy it? Learn because for example, I, I had someone else who at the time was selling way more than me, uh, uh, more than us on Amazon. And I said like, Oh, check this out, read it. And one of them was like, the bullet, let's say it was something like, uh, for example, the pull-up bar, it was like assembles in five minutes or something. Right. And, uh, they're like five minutes. That's a long last time, you know? And I was like, damn, I thought it was so fast. You know, she's like, no, just assembles quickly. So I changed it from like, you know, the assembles yeah. in five minutes to like assembles in seconds or not seconds, but like whatever minutes are uh, super fast. You just reword it because it's, it's what comes to the person's mind or what, what emotion they feel when they read it. And so maybe it does take five minutes to assemble, but when you say five minutes, they're like, damn, I don't have five minutes, right? I'm going to mm -hmm. go, I'm going to go watch Mandalorian and it starts in three minutes or something. I don't know. So, um, I think that's a huge, huge point that you said. And I, and I have done that again, as I've scaled with more products, it becomes a little bit harder and, and are, you know, but let's say you do have an issue or a product you really want to get to the next level or a product that's lagging. Yeah, go show it to your friends, show it to whatever. And, and that's huge. We have another, uh, just on that, we have another tool, which is kind of cool, called the, the love hate tool. Um, and what that does is basically whatever keyword you put in, let's just say you put in pull up bar again, it'll go in and actually um, pull out all the, the five and four star reviews and all the one and two star reviews across all of the, the products on that uh, keyword search and then word cloud, uh, you know, um, all the things that people love about a product and hate about a product in reviews. Meaning, meaning the words that are most used, is that what you mean? Exactly. So it will it'll, it'll kind of roll them up into a word cloud. So um, you'll be able to see, hey, you know, people, you know, is it sturdy? They love sturdiness or they, you know, they, they don't like, you know, the screws have to be longer or, you know, for the, whatever it is, but you will get real good insights there from actual customer reviews that you can then use in your listing. So you can, to your point, you know, you can pull out all the, you'll be able to see insights there and you can be like, well, hold on, why, why is this important? And you can actually see the review and understand. So that allows you to one, put that in your listing, but maybe two, put those as benefit overlays on some of your images, which really help with conversion. So it's a really cool tool to use it just, you know, we used to have like, VAs do it going through and just like mm -hmm. trying to look at all the commonalities and reviews and this does it for you in a couple of seconds. So it's, it's pretty that's powerful. Brilliant. I, I like that. That's a, that's a good tool. Um, quick question on that. Amazon doesn't provide to you reviews, right? So you're scraping Amazon for that or what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, I think it's, yeah, mostly that, um, you know, I, we have a verified partnership with Amazon. So, um, you know, everything that we do is, is kind of, approved by them um and we also get access to some data that's potentially some partners don't get or, or other companies do so 
whether we we get access or whether it's scraped i'm not entirely sure but um you know uh yeah we get right. it well, there you have it one way or the other okay good good so that's yeah. good and that's a geek question maybe a lot of people don't want to know that but i'm like yeah i remember when i was starting our software so i'm like how do we scrape and I, the scraping was just like I, I, I hate scraping i just i'd rather just get the data you know what i mean so on our tool we use all the the APIs, right? Which for you guys that don't understand APIs, it's application programming interface. It's the way that two computers essentially talk to each other. So, um, you know, they give you the data in a format where it's easily digested by another system. Um, okay, cool. So uh, when you started this, what was the first tool? Like how, what was the, the, the flagship tool, right? Cause I'm sure you didn't start with 15. Like how did you start this and what was the need you were solving? Yeah, the first two tools that we started with was one was a product research tool. So kind of pulling in, it's a Chrome extension. So similar to, you know, Jungle Scout, you know, getting sales estimates and helping people validate products, uh, ideas just with sales estimates. That was kind of our first one. And then uh, the other one was email um, automator. Oh, which email automation. Oh, do you still do that? We still do it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, funny enough, you know, there's, there's been so many um, issues with like ter terms around uh, asking for reviews, but you know, of late, Amazon's officially come out and, and kind of said, okay, you can actually request a review. So we have a review automator, you know, which which obviously um, you know requests reviews from from customers. But you can review button, right? The, like that review button, you, yeah. you get access and the bot goes and does it. Yeah, so we, have, we we automate that now. And then we also have the email uh, automation, which basically emails customers asking for a review. And you can do that legitimately now, um, as long as you include the order ID uh, and, the, and the review link. And obviously, you know, um, don't don't kind of say, give me a positive review, just say, hey, if you want a review, leave it here. And it works amazing. So those two together, your review rate just goes through the roof. So um, no, we still no, have that. Caution. I, I, uh, I don't think you could do both of them I mean, again, I don't know what you're, you're asking me here, guys, but for me, I would say, guys, like you're only supposed to ask for review one time. So if in the email you ask for review, you then should not use the button. So what we do in our company is we use the button in mass, and then um, we do, do not mention review in the email at all because it's somewhere in the terms it says like you can ask for review once. So I, I take that as don't do the email and the button, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, we interpreted that differently and we had no problems with that. We, we, you, can, you can use both. And the reason for that is one is through their review automated system, right? Which is like requesting a review using the review button. That's a totally different system to the email. So we take it as like, hey, we can ask once in email, right? And and obviously you can dedupe that if someone's left a review, um, you know, you don't have to include that. So technically it's two different systems and how we know that Amazon works, they can never relate the two. So I would, we- you're, 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 you're recommending to just do both. Which both, I'm sure you get more reviews that way. So yeah, um, different, different systems, uh, you know, you're doing it once through the, the, the specific terms of saying, hey, you can ask for a review once in email. That's it. Review automator and, and the button, that's a completely different system. You can use it once as well. Yeah. Fine. So again, that's not coming from me. It's coming from me. <laughs> Just, anything happens, go, go complain cool. at a, a Zonguru. Okay, good. Um, cool. So you start off with that. Are you still doing that uh, kind of uh, sales estimate tool as well, the Chrome extension? Are you guys just no, I mean, it's, it's way, way more complex now. Now we have, you know, we still have a Chrome extension, um, but we, it's called the Niche Raider. Um, and it's it's kind of a, a way of validating a niche that's synonymous with Zonguru. It's, it's fondly known as the rainbow. Um, and what we do is we, we kind of answer four questions, right? Which is how much demand is there? Because you have to know if people are buying the product. How much demand is there, but not too much, right? Um, what's the, what's the um, you know, how much competition is there? The competition opportunity. So is there, you know, enough competition, but not too much? That's the other one. Well, how much capital do you need um, to actually launch a product? So launch how, how do, you, do, you, do you just estimate like a normal cost of goods, maybe 20% or how do you, obviously you're not connected to Alibaba, you're not getting quotes for that product. How do you calculate that? Exactly. So we take a percentage, like it's, I think it's, under 30%, we, we kind of do our cost of goods and we, and then we, we, we look at the velocity of sales to be on page one. And then we, you know, we, we kind of look at, okay, if you need like three months of stock, how much is that going to be? Right. So you can, you can play with that number in your head. Cause if you're taking the approach of saying, Hey, I don't want to just get all three months of stock. So I don't run out. I just want to go with one month. You can kind of lower that number, 
but it gives you a good velocity around um, you know what how many sales are being done a day how much budget do you need um, and then the last one is profitability so you know for that page and the amount of money that's being made and the competition level and everything what's my potential chance of getting some of that profits or some of that revenue and what kind of profit can I make on it so it looks at price points and, and, and those kind of things so those are key questions you have to know to be able to validate a, a niche and we give that to you in, in a rainbow kind of score um, for each of those questions right rainbow score like a good rainbow, oh, or a good rainbow? it's called the rainbow because it, it's kind of like a dial um, and, and oh. each is rated on a percentage but we don't just give you one percentage we break it down into those four components so you can really kind of look at it in detail and go, okay, this niche rating is like 65%, uh, but how does it break down when answering those four questions? You know, um, For example, you might have good demand, but then competition opportunity is like zero. You know, there's no, you can't get on the page. You have to use that to make your decision. Does you know? it change so, if you go to page two and then you have a new radar? Yeah, so it's based on, it's based on, on, on page, yeah. Um, and then we have, and then we have like things like, um, you know, uh, you know, um, kind of a daily launch number that you need to you sell to kind of get to page one. We have a whole bunch of uh, details. So, um, yeah. yeah, people love that number. I, I obviously, yeah. as you know, already that I don't, but anyway, um, okay, cool. Well, that's, I mean, that sounds pretty good. Uh, one thing that is kind of interesting to me and when, what I recommend obviously to everybody is like this profitability, right? I, I don't know how you would calculate it software-wise. I'm assuming if there's a lot of products that are $10 and some that are 15, you're assuming the 15, you know, it's going to make a lot more margin than the 10. But like what, what I recommend is guys, you, you need to get quotes for that model because one page might have five different models, five different prices. And it's like, there's only so much a software is going to do. So, um, and, and the other thing I haven't, I haven't used your tool, but I've used, for example, market intelligence by viral launch, you know, Casey's, he's a good friend. Um, and this score that says like, if I had that tool and I was relying on that tool to like launch or not launch a product, I would have launched zero products this year. Cause every product I open is like, dude, stay away from this product. It's a terrible product. And I'm like, no, like it's not a terrible product. So I, I think that some of these tools are mostly, you know, geared toward newer people where you really want to find something that has extremely low competition, but maybe tell me kind of how you're doing, how you do it. And I don't know if you've looked at that, that tool specifically and how it compares, like they have this product opportunity score. I'm assuming it's similar to like these rainbow dials you're talking about, but I've just found that there's too much scare tactics in that one. Meaning it's like so much competition where I've, again, I've, I launched products that are in some of the most competitive um, areas and, and I don't care. I'm, I'm happy to do that. Right. But we are a professional seller. We do have a video team. We have a photo team. We have an ads team. We have all these different things. So I don't recommend everybody do that, but like, how does yours compare? Is it mostly for newer guys? You want to find some extremely low competition or how does your tool kind of say that? I mean, you have some really good points that you just brought up there. And, and the first point I want to say um, before, before I answer that is um, I always tell everyone, uh, when you're building an Amazon business, data is 50% of the, the solution to the problem. The other 50% is your business knowledge, your business savviness, your entrepreneurship, the learned skills that you have. And that's really, really critical, right? Because um, data will give you data and, and it will help to inform and hopefully give you accurate, insightful information. But what, how you interpret that and the decisions you make is from what you've learned, you know? And so it's really critical that you... That, that you look at data, you, you understand what is, is trying to be presented by the data and then make your decisions based, based on how your, your kind of skill level, right? Mm -hmm. um, for example, when it comes to, you know, rating a niche, I talked about those four things, demand, competition, profitability, launch budget, capital. But the fifth one is differentiation, right? And that's a, that's a skill you have to learn and it's a soft skill. You have to, how do I stand up? We can't give you data points to say, this is how you differentiate it. You've got to, you yes, love, pot and you can, love, <laughs> yeah, love, hate will give you some insights, but you know, making it pink is not going to, is not going to make you a winner. That's for sure. So, you know, um, I don't know about that. Hold on. I don't know about that. I, I don't know. I might have to disagree with you. I think if you're the first pink to market, it could be a big deal. So, okay. But, but hold on, I, I, I totally hear you. You're going to be the winner maybe for, for the first month, but someone's going to copy you and then you've lost that margin straight away. So it hasn't, ha hasn't happened to us. I, yeah. I love, I love the, I mean, for me, 
I would say for differentiation, again, this is just me. If you have more colors than everyone else and you have something that no one else offers, that's going to give you a humongous advantage. That's just me. And yeah. again, that's maybe also, it depends by niche. Like I'm sure it's not the same in every single niche, um, but it does. I've seen it work extremely well where if you have the most things to offer, it can make a huge difference. Um, so I, again, but if, okay. if everyone else has five colors and you go in with two colors, it's not going to do shit for you. If everyone else has 10 colors, you go in three, no big fucking deal. But if everybody has one or two and you come in with five or with 10, that's a huge, I mean, it is like crazy. And, and that's just me as a seller, right? As opposed to software. Yeah. I guess the point I was making is that, yeah, if you go with just color as your differentiating point, it's from a long-term business perspective, I don't think it's going to hold true for, for, for keeping you ahead of the, the competition, right? I think if you're like, hey, you know what? Like pink is going to make a massive difference up front and give me conversions. Great, launch with that. It's something that you can, an important get point. A foothold. Is, get a foothold, uh, right? Get in a minute. Over, you're not overcapitalizing on your differentiation. You're not like doing something that's so expensive that it's just going to push your profitability out, right? You're like, okay, I got the foothold, but then don't stop there. Look at ways you can iterate your product and improve it over time. You know, um, so, so yeah, okay. I, okay, I, sorry, because I, I totally distracted you. So, okay, you said uh, the tool is four things. Uh, you were going to say what it was news people, not news people. The fifth one is differentiation, right? But um, to your point of how does this compare to, you know, um, you know, marketing intelligence, I think the one of the biggest things that, that we've done well over time that helps us to differentiate from um, other software solutions is that everything that we provide you is done through this idea of a business lens, right? We are people who have built products on Amazon. We're not just developers, we're sellers. Um, you know, I've got a very strong tie in with um, kind of the, the, the education side of actually creating products on Amazon, uh, scalable long-term uh, products. And so we take all of that knowledge and when we present data, we do it through the lens of a business, business lens. So we say, okay, we're not just giving you the data for the sake of data. We want to give it to you in a way that allows you to make business decisions. That's, that's what, when I started Zonguru, I was like, we have a responsibility to give you accurate, timely, relevant data in the right way so you can make the right decision for your business, right? So that's that's kind of how we approach it. Um, we do things differently to, to Viral Launch, um, you know, in our niche uh, finder, which is a, a similar tool, we give you, um, you have the ability to say, hey, am I just looking, am I new and I just want to get in and have less risk or am I a heavy hitter and I want, I've got more capital and I want to take more chance. So we give you different ratings and different ideas based you on which or something or what? Yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's just a different way of uh, filtering the filters. So that it gives you a rating based on what type of hitter you are. If you got, if you, if you more risk averse and you have more capital and you've done it a couple of times, you know, hit that setting. Um, if, if you're, if you're like, I don't have much capital, I just want to get in the door, go with the, with the, re, with the research. Yeah, is that like, okay, show me things that have, you know, between a hundred and 500 reviews, this BSR, that BSR, this much revenue, whatever. Boom. You're saying like for the more seasoned guys, it's like, okay, try something medium difficulty. And it's going to say, fine, 500, 500 reviews exactly. um, yeah. maximum or whatever, rather than, a, than 30 or something for a new center. Is that exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then you can obviously customize the filters and everything you want as well. But um, the point, going back to your point, is that whatever software you use, at the end of the day, it's data that you should be using to make decisions on. So number one, understand the data and understand what the company that you're using is trying to present to you, right? And then if you really are clear on what that is, you can, you can use your own judgments based on that, right? So if you're just going to go into viral launch and, and you know market intelligence be like oh well i'm not going to go there because it says no you're missing a trick right on same as on guru if, if it's saying hey this is maybe not the best niche well look deeper understand the points okay well it's slightly lower because of these but actually when i really look at it i think you know it's, yeah, it's the product really could be a different different. model like there's there's so many exceptions and so and the uh, other thing is too it's a relative factor right and um, I've, I've talked to people that are like, oh, I'm looking for product, you know, what I do, that is not like, oh, this one says it's a bad opportunity. I've seen even, oh my gosh, you know, the worst thing is in the Facebook groups, people take a screenshot of like a tool that says on they're like, what do you think of this? Should I launch it? I'm like, guys, it, like do not, if you open a spreadsheet and that's how you pick how you launch a product, that is bad. Like do not do that because the product itself will tell you so much more, right? Like. Right. 
all the models look like crap. Okay, good. So then I have, have an opportunity there. There's so many different things to look at than just the spreadsheet, just the numbers. And so uh, realize the software does not see the images, right? So anybody who's using it, like realize you need to put your human touch into it and be like, well, all these guys are selling up, but they're all ugly as hell, or they only have one color or they, none of them have video or something. Uh, but you need to look at that or like, what is the margin, right? Again, the software is only going to estimate if you put the actual product cost into a calculator, do you have a calculator that says like, if it sold it this much, how much will it sell for? Yeah, we have, we have an access to a calculator. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So uh, if, if anything, FBA calculator, and then you just put like the payout and then you, and then you reduce the Alibaba price, but find out um, that real margin, the real stuff before you make a decision. And the other thing, one thing that I, that I've done when doing product research, make a big list. Okay. 20 products, 30 products, uh, at least five products, but let's say hopefully 20 products and then compare the scores. Okay. So if there's a bunch of them that are whatever score you're talking about, um, mm. and understand that score, what does it mean? And look at it to make sure and validate it. Cause maybe there's a guy who's not selling anything, who's a low price and it says, Oh, no profitability, but nobody's even looking at that guy. So I, I recommend like guys, Open the tool, use it, it's fine. Use that, use Jungle Set, whatever you're going to use. Look at it and try to understand what those metrics mean and then use it as a relative piece of information where you compare this to the other one and make sure you do launch something because um, I was telling somebody this today. Uh, they asked me like, oh, I'm launching a product, uh, whatever. And I'm like, okay, just go because uh, it's kind of like baking a cake, okay? You can look at cake recipes all day. You could study uh, the consistency of fr freaking cakes. You can do anything you want and you could spend 10 years thinking about, man, I should have made a cake, right? No, go make a cake, use whatever freaking recipe, use a thing, use a dollar store cake mix. I don't care, but get something up. So you learn how to do it. You learn what the baking is like, you learn that stuff. And then once you've made like five cakes, maybe your sixth one will be good, right? Just like launching products. So don't, go too crazy and obsess over the perfect recipe, the perfect launch bring, the perfect niche. No, go and sell something, learn. And then maybe the next time you'll do a better job. But the guys who definitely don't make money on Amazon are guys who never started their first product anyway. Yeah. I mean, you, you said some, some things that really resonate with me there. One is, um, you know, I said, take the pressure off. If you're choosing a product, take the pressure off. This is not going to be, I can guarantee you right now, the chance of it being your million dollar product is, is, freaking 2%, whatever it is, you know, the point is, is like, you know, understand what you learn, get one product live. It's probably when you get four or five or six products live on Amazon that you're now starting to hit those six or seven figures. Um, and you're really growing a proper business. It takes time. It's not going to be something that's going to, you know, especially if you're just starting get you out of the gate in the first couple of months, it's going to take time, but it, you know, get, get a product live. Um, and, and, you have good business sense, understand if it's going to be a, a winner, great. If it isn't, cut it, move on to your next one. Um, maybe find a product that has a product range so you can get one supplier. That's one of the tricks mm, mm. I always tell people is like, if you're choosing between two products, one is you have to pull three different things to make one product. And it's only one product with one manufacturer versus another product idea where you've got a manufacturer who has a range, you know, they have like 20, you know, a thousand products go with that one because the hardest thing is finding the product manufacturer and having that relationship. And if you can get one product and then have another one and another one, another one behind it, you're, you're killing it on Amazon, you know? So, you know, that's why when, when furniture first came out, I was like, furniture is great, dude, because you speak to a manufacturer, they have a thousand different products that I could actually launch with, you know? So, um, do you have a, send me that supplier. You know, you know, yeah. one. send me, send it to me. I'll, I'll go search some furniture. Yeah, dude, I have actually a great one. Yeah. I have a great one. Um, the, uh, the other thing is on, on that list of, of product ideas that you were talking about, like where people get so stuck and they, they, they're looking at the data and they're like, Oh, you know, is this perfect or whatever? What I say is exactly what you said is I say, like go on Amazon or, or into our niche finder and have fun. You know, forget all the, the, you know, just pick based on your gut feel. Two seconds. Is this cool? Put it down. Is this cool? Put it down and get a list of 20 products. Then when you have 20 products, then take the knowledge, you understand, you know, the data points you have and go back and look at that and, and pick up five. 
then you know filter it down filter it down so make it fun take the pressure off and just just um you know get 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 down the rabbit hole man that's that's how you find these cool ideas and to your point um we are in the amazing position right now today of being able to create a product and a brand mm -hmm. that competes with a brand that was created 60 years ago you know that mm -hmm. is you know making billions and billions of dollars you can create a product right now you can open any amazon page you'll see nike and you'll see a it's, it's on <laughs> doing better than than that product you know so it, it's it's happening today so don't cut yourself short when you when you come up with a product idea don't look at what, what is just on amazon go into google images and type in amazing pull up bar blah 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 you know and see what's out there on the marketplace see the best brands um, and use that as your inspiration to to bring that product to amazon amazon at the end of the day as a marketplace wants to have the best products on there to offer their customers that's how they make their money so if you create a great product you're going to get a shot from amazon even if you you know you try and do a bad job they're going to give you a shot and if your conversion rate is there you're going to make cash that's it brilliant god you said so many great things right there so first take the pressure off guys your first product it's not like having a baby guys you don't have to spend nine months like growing a baby and then go give birth and like you know what i mean like it's not giving birth guys it's like have fun be like oh crap i'm gonna do a freaking cell phone case oh wow i'm gonna have a keyboard oh my gosh i'm gonna launch a whatever a, a pull-up bar like have fun my gosh people forget about that like mm -hmm. god please please so uh, i highly recommend that uh test your product have, like again you're going to talk to different suppliers your job is to make sure that product is good right so uh, have fun. Like I, I remember I bought like a bunch of stuff from all these factories in China and I got all these models and stuff and I tested it and I'm like, okay, good. And I made this checklist and like, okay, I told my wife, you test this one. What do you think? And like, it's fun. Right. So like chill, take a freaking chill pill. Uh, uh, it's like, it's maybe 500 bucks and a thousand dollars, whatever it is. People lose that kind of money in a second on the stock market, mm -hmm. on a bad investment, on timeshares that they got sold into, on so much different stuff. Look, don't worry about 500 bucks, a thousand bucks. Like hopefully if you're blessed, you have a job and you'll be able to make that money. Great, right? I mean, obviously if that's all your money, uh, don't do private label, go do reselling. You know what I mean? Get like, one product and resell. If you can't lose a thousand bucks, but most people have lost a thousand bucks and some sort of business deal, some sort of pitch, uh, Bitcoin somewhere. Okay, so have fun, that's huge. The next thing um, you mentioned, uh, and I, I, I mean, I love this point so bad which is you could put your brand and you'll be right next to Nike, okay? And you think, well, Nike, they're going to smoke me. will love Nike. Maybe Nike will, right? Shoes, I don't know. I have never done private oh, shoes. Shoes is probably a bad example. You know, let's say that microphone you have there, which is blue mic or on, on mic or whatever, okay? You have this big brand, okay? You could literally make something special, do a special color, make it gold, put a smiley face on it, make it a different shape, make it circle, make it square, make it a uh, freaking obelisk shaped, whatever you want, put it next to it. And here's the deal with like 50 cents or a dollar, a dollar 50, you can put your thing right next to theirs. And if people buy yours, you immediately have a brand you're immediately selling. What's super crazy. First of all, two things. Back in the day, you would have to know somebody at Walmart or at Ross or at Marshall's, you'd have to pitch it to them. They are the gatekeepers. There is no gatekeeper. Bezos will let you put your product on unless it's like a natural health book, which might get banned. Okay. <laughs> or if it's, if it's something that might get banned or you're selling like a sex toys, uh, which they don't ban them. They just don't put them in search. So like different things might get banned. Okay. But most physical products are Bezos will let you on there. There is no restrictions. You can absolutely do it. And that's crazy. Second of all, huge point, these big brands, I promise you, I don't know exactly at, at Nike, but like most of these brands, they have maybe hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of employees and their Amazon teams are like three people. They have no idea what they do. One five, like I, I, I know, I, I know of a few companies and they have no Amazon team. Like up to five years ago, it was almost like, do not let them put people on Amazon. Like that was the, these big brands, like do not get on Amazon. Amazon's terrible, they're enemy, da, da, da. Like, 
So while they're ignoring Amazon, which might happen only like some people are getting on Amazon now heavy, right? Some bigger brands, but most of them are still ignoring it. They will ignore it for five years, 10 years, who knows? Maybe only two years. So jump on it now because at some point, Nike's going to have a 200 person team on Amazon. They don't have it now, as far as I know. And Nike, I'm, it's just because we're talking about Nike, but like pull up bar Everlast, I guess is a, is a, is a company that does like yeah. that stuff. I, I almost, I would almost bet a ton of money that Everlast has less than five people focusing on Amazon for hundreds or if not thousands of products, they may even have one or zero. So uh, it is a, it is the prime moment to jump on and do not think, oh, they're a big brand. I don't stand a chance. These big brands are getting crushed all day on Amazon because people just use a tool like Zonguru and like, oh, I should have a keyword that someone else doesn't have. It's so simple to be better than some of these big brands in a lot of categories. So anyway. Boom. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think I think the, the, the key difference now between now and maybe two years ago obviously with this pandemic and, and, and kind of, you know, we've almost fast forwarded e-commerce for brands um, five years from where they, we thought they were going to be right. They're all jumping on Amazon globally um, and they all have big PPC budgets, right? So I think if you're choosing products these days it's, and there's even more sellers on there, there's more customers. So this idea of going more niche within a niche and really finding a unique product idea with, you know, a, a unique audience, that's kind of where you want to want to go and, and, and stay away from potentially where these consumable products are some of these bigger brands where maybe you're not going to compete as much on PPC. So, you know, I think I think there, there's things you can do differently, but sure as hell, like I speak to these big brands all the time. They don't even understand what listing optimization is, you know, like you, you can totally crush them. Um, and, you know, yes, you can differentiate the product, but even just really getting smart with your imagery, like you can, you can totally crush, man. Um, so, you know, the opportunity is there. Um, I think, you know, at a high level, I want to, I agree with you, like get a product live as soon as you can. Um, you know, and if it isn't a great product because you work to just get it live, make sure you cut it and you don't try and just better that one product, you know, try and find a manufacturer that maybe has a line so that once you establish a great relationship, you can just easily just scale that business. Um, Hughes, by the way, we have an exclusive relationship with Alibaba. So you, we have filters in there. So you actually get the best private label manufacturers from Alibaba. Matched. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so how, how do we, can we get a piece of that? How, how does that work? Yeah, so it, it's, it's integrated into our, our Chrome extension. Um, and then we have a tool inside of uh, Zongu called Easy Source. Um, and you can literally just type in any keyword and it's going to bring you uh, the top 15 recommended uh, uh, manufacturers for private label. And, and we base that on, on a you, bunch of things. How do you, wait, wait, Alibaba tells you or what metric you have an API? Like, tell me about this partnership. Yeah, so, so probably a year and a half ago, it was probably a year ago now, Alibaba.com was like, hey, we understand that private label sellers are this global force globally. We want to connect more with them. And one way we can get in front of them is to go through software providers. So they pitched it out to all the big players. We won the pitch. Uh, I went up to uh, San Francisco, the head office there, chatted with them. They were like, we like what you're doing. You guys are aligned with our, with, with what we want to do. Let's, let's uh, form a partnership here. We'll give you exclusive access to our data. Um, and, and, you know, you guys work with it and present it to your customers. So we worked with them by, okay. you know, and that's what, what data, what kind of data are you getting here? All of the, all of the, the manufacturer data. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things with, with, with Alibaba, what does that mean, all of this, that's too big. Like, what do you mean? What do you have like that you can't filter on Alibaba? So I think, I think, um, it's, it's not only, so you can filter with it, with the normal filters, like country. Um, you can, you can base it on, you know, trade assurance. You can, uh, you can base it on, um, uh, like ratings. There's the, you know, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, all the filters that are in there, but it, you know, there's a whole bunch of filters, but I think the, the key thing there is, um, in the data that we have, we also have access to see things like, um, you know, do they sell in the, in, in the USA? What kind of volume have they done? Um, are they, you know, have they sold to other Amazon, uh, you know, suppliers, manufacturers, how does even Alibaba know? Well, they know it, right? So, so I think, um, 
what we do is this there's, there's so many different data points but so you have we, a thing has sold to amazon yes or no or like has, uh, i think it's has sold to to e-commerce uh, you know, sellers who sell on e-com, e-com, right? I think, you know, when you sign up and you, and you go with Alibaba, they, they have inferences to know whether it's an e-commerce brand or not, right? So, um, you know, has sold, uh, you know, understand all of the, the right um, legislator that you have to pass through to have it validated for the US market, for the European market, you know, whichever market you're selling on. Anyway, the point being is that with all the data points that we have coming in, as developers who are sellers, which we have, we looked at all the data and we said, okay, we need to we, we need to apply a filter on top of that because there's literally thousands and thousands of suppliers that come through, right? When you go to Alibaba and you type it in, there's thousands. So we filter it through, we take out all the ads, um, we take out all of the, the, we put on all the filters we want, and then we showcase, hey, these are the best sellers we believe is right for you in the markets you sell in Amazon Europe, wherever it is. Uh, uh, US, Europe, wherever it is. Um, and based on product or just supplier. So like, let's say this guy, uh, let's say they're selling, uh, you know, a cell phone case. Okay. They also sell, I don't know, uh, car parts or something. Right. So if I'm searching car parts, when you do your filter, is it going to rate the supplier at a certain level and then just give you the best suppliers? Or is it going to rate the supplier and this product as a combination and kind of like this supplier is good for this product or, or how, how does that work? Yeah, so it's based on keyword, right? So they match it, they match it to keywords. So if, if, if that manufacturer sells more than that one product, they're going to match based on that keyword. So if they sell that, they're going to match. But obviously, if you put a different keyword and they sell that similar product, they'll match there as well. So it's keyword driven. Um, and, and so I guess at the end of the day, like everyone's like, oh, well, you know, hey, I'm only getting 15 results with this tool, you know. Um, then you need one but, supplier, right? You need one supplier. <laughs> you don't yeah. want 20, right? Well, and to people are like, oh, let me go on Alibaba and find other ones. And I guarantee you, everyone who goes and, and looks through Alibaba and it happens all the time. We have like testimonials. People are like, yeah, I didn't really trust that you guys gave me the best. I spent seven hours on Alibaba, putting out pictures, trying to find the best ones. At the end of the day, the guy that I chose is, you know, the guy that you have there every time. So you like to, you like to give this people who are moving the most volume of the product because clearly they're mo most professional or, or what's kind of your skewing uh, to give the best? Yeah, there, there's definitely historical um, sales, which is important. Um, and then there's um, there's ratings, which which are which are important on that. There's trade assurance, which is also a critical piece just to show stability. Trade assurance, I don't know if you're familiar on Alibaba, but basically it's a program that the manufacturers can participate in that every single sale they make, they put it through the trade assurance program. So you can literally, that number that they have in there is actually the amount of volume and sales that they did with whatever country. Um, so that's a key one I, as well. I've never, I, I don't recommend anybody to use trade assurance. I've never seen anybody get gypped from a Chinese supplier and like not get sent product. And trade assurance, I'm assuming is like if they don't send it to you or something and like you get a refund from Alibaba. Yeah, trade assurance is, is, is good, yeah. Really? You see, don't recommend or do recommend? Do not, do not, do not. I like it costs money for the suppliers. Um, I, I just think it's. I've never seen someone get screwed without trade assurance, right? There's. I, I don't think. I think people. I think Alibaba puts it up because U.S. people when they start to sell, they're like, "I'm gonna wire this money and like I'm never gonna get this product." Mm. So far, and we've you know sent out more than ten million dollars of product purchases. Uh, not a single person just didn't send a product or like gave us, you know, something totally wrong. So yeah, look, maybe we do good inspections and whatnot, but I think I don't see the big need for trade assurance. I think I think the answer is um, it shouldn't be your 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 necessary your deciding factor, you know, trade assurance or not. Um, I would say that if someone is part of the trade assurance program, um, yeah. it, it is more legitimate. It's one of my key kind of like initial filters. Um, I, you know, and then again, just to, just to backtrack, I agree that if they, if they're in the trade assurance program, it means they have confidence in themselves mm -hmm. and it's good that someone has it, but I don't think that you should use it when buying from that supplier. So that's two different kind of aspects. I'm yeah. not saying they have trade insurance bad. If they have trade insurance. Great. Fantastic. Go ahead. You, that your supplier probably is more trusted, but I don't recommend using the program or especially long-term. Yeah. Um, 
There are benefits that come with trade insurance as well. I think you know your access to loans from Alibaba, which can help you with capital. Um, their Best Buy program, which is uh, which is just about to be launched. There's a, there's a whole, you know, at the end of the day, Alibaba wants to keep you in the ecosystem, right, of Alibaba, mm. from manufacture to delivery in in the US, and they they try and incentivize that with a, with a bunch of things. So um, it's worth looking into because uh, at the end of the day, uh, trade assurance. And, and being part of that program allows you access to a lot of other stuff that, that they have and that's coming up. So I would, I would, um, I would look, I would say investigate it more, but at the end of the day, if you're finding a, a supplier that isn't part of that, that it by no means, you know, should discount you using that supplier because, um, you know, people are like, oh, well, you know, I'm not sure if someone has a bad experience with, with, with a manufacturer on Alibaba.com, it's because they didn't ask smart questions up front. And if you're not educated enough to make those decisions, it's on you, it's not on them. So make sure you ask the right questions because it's very quick. I ask the right questions and I'm like, didn't pass the SNP test, move on to someone else. You know, and you've got to use your business sense there. That's it. Yeah, and, and of course there are some, you know, poor suppliers just like anywhere else, right? So, um, yeah, we've had our poor suppliers and whatnot, but yeah. yeah. Probably with questions, you'll be able to filter them. But again, guys, if you had a bad experience, um, it may not also be your fault just because there there's some percentage. But if you had like two two suppliers, three suppliers bad in a row, like you're probably doing some makes and you're wrong and probably go find a course somewhere on YouTube and like find out. Yeah. Which product I mean, it's a typical case. People are like, oh, well, I had this amazing product and then I got my shipment in. It arrived on Amazon and they trashed it because it was a piece of shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, again, well, did, that's most did, likely it's no inspection too. I think the inspection is like. Like, I mean, did you did you do an inspection? No. Well, yeah, yeah. it's your fault, dude. Sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, I've been taking up a, a ton of your time already. So um, just uh, if you want to tell uh, the viewers or the listeners um, just one final thing about uh, any, any advice to, you know, grow their company? Obviously you've seen a lot of data uh, in your software. Uh, what advice do you give them and then let them know where to find you, uh, how to sign up for Zonguru, et cetera. Yeah. I'd say the first point is, is use Zonguru. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, we, we just looked at some of our data and, and it's, it's pretty cool to see, man. I think, you know, on average, our customers grew their revenue by 7.6 X 2019 to 2020 using Zonguru, uh, some whoa, of them Whoa, 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 almost 8X? Yeah, yeah. When we looked at our numbers year over year, um, you know, average is 8X growth. Some people grew 22X, um, you know, so, so. Damn, I'm like in the, I'm like in the, I'm in the, like the lowest percentile. <laughs> Look, it's not, it's not, um, it's not all Zonguru, right? Obviously, um, a, lot, a lot of the pandemic stuff has, has, has helped to to move. E oh, right, right. Because some people, maybe 100x, like, oh, I was selling nothing. Now I sell hand sanitizer. Now I went up 100x. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, I think our house was like 22x or 23x. But um, look, you know, um, I would say the best advice. Is this that an average? Hold on. Average? Average, yeah. yeah. 7x growth. And so you're averaging not the revenue, but like, let's say one person went from you know, a thousand in sales to 22,000, like you said, that'll be 22 X. And then that number is average to someone else who went from whatever, 10 yeah, mil, it's not, it's not 50, it was only 15, 50%. And then that would kind of be average, right? Yeah, it's the average. Yeah. And so, I guess, well, that means, and what's, do you, what's the average revenue on, on Zonguru? Uh, do you know that? Or do you, can you share that? Uh, I don't actually know. The, I, I don't know if I can share, but I don't actually know the average revenue, but, but um, I mean, we have everything from, 10 to 20 million a month, you know, you know, 10,000 bucks to 20, 20 million a month kind of thing. You know, there's, there's some big brands on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I, I think, I think the, the two pieces of advice for, for starters, right. And then I'll give one for sellers sure. for starters, um, get a product live and we've already covered that, right? Just get a damn product live and don't be like, oh, well, it's too busy now. It's like, dude, just do it. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. Okay. If you, if you can learn it now and you, you're not successful when you're 65 and you have no damn job, do this. Okay. <laughs> um, so get a product live. Second thing is, um, envision, envision a brand, right? And, and one of the, the best things that, that I've learned around Amazon is, is 
the best place to launch a product and a brand is Amazon because you have demand, you have a great conversion rate. But envision your brand beyond Amazon, right? If you can use Amazon as your lead magnet to get the sale, but you create a brand and a brand experience on a Shopify website and you can get them there to engage with your brand, buy other products and build beyond Amazon, that is when you're going to have a truly scalable, successful business. So your focus should be Amazon right now. Get that thing going. And trust me, if you do it right, your problem is going to be staying in stock for the first two years and get that nailed. But think about how I can build in these systems to get people to my Shopify, to get a customer brand, to get a customer audience there. You know, really build that over time because that's when you're going to create a really scalable um, brand um, that, that, you know, Walmart is going to be ordering product from you down the road. So, so that's, that's how I would envision what you can create here. Um, and then I think um, for sellers, I think, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's going back to that first point that we made, which is like, if you're sucking, have you really truly optimized your listing, your images and your, and do you really understand PPC? Because if you don't understand those, start there. Don't go and like try and drag, you know, get reviews and, you know, black hat stuff and do whatever. Do it right with Amazon and, you, and you'll crush it. Awesome, man. Great advice. Uh, perfect. And if you do have problems with PPC, you can do the free course, Samurai Seller Power User uh, course. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Because, uh, yeah, we teach Amazon for ads for free. It's such an easy, well, not, I don't know about easy, but it's it's very doable to understand and learn. So it is a key thing. Okay, awesome, guys. Uh, so if you want to try out Zonguru, zonguru.com, just check out. Uh, I, I really I really recommend at least trying the tool. I've tried tons of tools, and it's really uh, one of my favorites. So um, appreciate you coming on, John. Yeah, check it out, zonguru.com. Uh, check us out on Instagram as well, because if you it's, it's basically a feed of product ideas and inspiration to really, really help you. Check out our blog, man. There, you know, we, We've spent a lot of time in the education side, so if you want to understand how to create a million dollar product challenge you know we've got that we have like case studies a whole bunch of educational stuff check that out as well and i think there's a, a holiday special happening on the homepage. you can get 50 percent off just hit that just get on start using it um and if you want to connect with our support team they're, they're passionate as well so um you will have a good time and and we'll look after you if you check out some awesome thanks man <laughs>